Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Racing Pod Blast with me, Tony Mack, and Ben Aiken from Narrowing the Field. And we're off to Ascot this weekend for the ever-popular Shergar Cup. Meeting, uh, taking in three of the races to be shown live on ITV. The 210, the 245, the 320 are all covered by us in part one of today's Pod Blast. And once we've got the racing out of the way, it's the return of something you've all been waiting for over the summer months. Yes, it's the return of top, middle and bottom indeed. And uh, to get there back in the swing, we'll give you our outright top, middle and bottom Trixies. Uh, coming up and uh, also just before we uh, go on uh, thank you for the lovely comments that uh, we're receiving in the uh, the past couple of weeks really do appreciate your kind words uh, but it's racing first uh, starting with the coverage of the Shergar Cup Stayers Handicap uh, due off at 2.10 on Saturday at Ascot Ben can you start us off with that one and welcome along mate oh Tony yes there's Handicap at the, as you say, ever popular Shergar Cup. Um, I have a shortlist for the stairs of Law of the Sea, Post Impressionist, and All Right Sunshine. Uh, Law of the Sea ran at Glorious Goodwood last week. Didn't really fire there. Uh, I suspect that was maybe due to the cheek pieces he was wearing. Now, he's worn them five times in total now. He's finished unplaced each time he's had cheek pieces on. They've been removed for this run on Saturday, which is for my uh, my standpoint, as a positive. Um, I'd be hopeful of a much better showing from Law of the Sea without the cheek pieces. If you look at his five runs this season, he's worn cheek pieces the last twice. He was beating 43 lengths at Gloris Goodwood and 30 lengths in the Northumberland plate. His three runs prior to that, when he didn't wear cheek pieces, he finished an excellent fourth of 19 in the Ascot Stakes at Royal Ascot, a three-quarters of a length second in a Class 2 at Haydock, and a 1.7 length fourth of 16 in the Chester Cup on seasonal debut. He was actually uh, he was hampered at start and near the finish in that Chester Cup. So some clear evidence there that he is a better horse without cheek pieces on. Uh, we also know he handles Ascot. As I said, he, he has that fourth at Royal Ascot this season. So I definitely think Law of the Sea looks overpriced at around 9 to 1, 10 to 1. Uh, sticking with my short list, post impressionists trainer, Roy Haggis. I think he's locked out a little bit in this race because he's landed with his own stable jockey, Tom Marquand, as the rider here. The trainers obviously can't pick their own jockeys at the Shergar Cup, they get allocated. So I think that's a a positive to post-impressionist chances, Marquand knowing the horse relatively well already. And post-impressionist, he's another run at Gloria's Goodwood last week. Well, like many, he he find the heavy ground too much for him. And this better ground will will be much more as like and so. So post-impressionist, he's in my thoughts to a certain extent. And all right, Sunshine, the other one on the shortlist. He definitely catches eye as well at double figures. He's he's one of those that was with the now retired from racing Keith Dalgleish. Um, I think he's gone to the Highlands to be a hippie or something, Tony, has he? Keith Dalgleish? I don't know. I think he's, so, he's, yeah. He's, 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 like that, he? he's off on that, yeah. off a world trip around around the globe, yeah. I think. Fair play him. Um he's young still. So um but yeah, all right Sunshine was with Keith Dalgleish. His new trainer, Mike Murphy, I think he's uh he's picked up a well handicapped horse in All Right Sunshine. 
if you look at him off marks of 99 or less on right-handed tracks in May to August, you find he is five wins and two places from eight starts. So he does have conditions to suit on Saturday and he has run well at Ascot in the past. So I would be looking at Law of the Sea and All Right Sunshine as my two in the stairs. Tony, what have you got? Right. Um, I thought we were going to have a full house there, but uh, when you said Law of the Sea and Post Impressionist, uh, I have uh, Law of the Sea on my short list of three. As, uh, as well as you, and you've uh, quite explained uh, beautifully why he's on the shortlist. Struggle of this term, but uh, I think he did well to run well to finish fourth of uh, 19 at the Royal Meeting, beating just two and a half lengths uh, behind a horse with no name in the Ascot Stakes. And uh, same with, um, you've already explained about post-impressionist as well, uh, William Haggis uh, drawing Tom Marquand as well. That's, that needs really a strong look at. Uh, yeah, he got, he got stuck <laughs> yeah. in the mud last week, mate, as well, didn't he? In the uh, uh, the summer handicap, uh, finishing ninth of 11th, um, but uh, just two starts. Last, uh, last win came at, at York at the back end of last season. And I think if he uh, gets that form back, he can go well again tomorrow. And the other one was uh, Grand Vizier of uh, uh, another one from Ian Williams, uh, trained uh, hitting the bar on a number of occasions, uh, and another one that ran in the Goodwood Handicap last week, uh, or, or he ran in the Goodwood Handicap last week on soft ground, and. Uh, he finished uh, fifth of 17, beating eight and a half lengths. At, uh, going back to his Ascot form, he finished fifth, uh, sorry, five lengths behind a horse with no name in the Ascot stakes, and then came out four days later and rang in the Queen Alexandra stakes, uh, finishing second of nine. So I do like uh, Grand Vizier uh, at around eight. Post Impressionist is nine, Law of the Sea tens. So uh, yeah, I'll be having a go on those three as well. And maybe uh, if uh, you, uh, maybe he's a little bit more on Law of the Sea. Uh, now he's come up on uh, your shortlist as well, Ben. Uh, 2.45, Shergar Cup Challenge, Class 2, handicap over one mile, four furlongs, Ben? Yeah, at least uh, I think it's a tricky looking race, this one, Tony. Uh, not many I can make a really strong case for, if I'm honest with you. So I'd be looking at a very small shortlist of Scampi and Alayakel. Now, Scampi, he's one I noted as a, a badly drawn horse to follow from the John Smith Cup on his last run. He ran an excellent race to finish sixth that day uh, from a tricky wide draw. Um, my only concern for him here would be potentially soft ground, although I think it's dried out to good to soft already, and I think it's could well keep drying out until race time, depending on which forecast you want to believe. But yeah, the I think the ground should end up being okay for Scampi. I have prime conditions for him as trips of one mile four or further, good or quicker ground or all weather, and days since last run, 28 days or less. Under those conditions, he is four wins, five places from 11 starts. That's all four of Scampi's career wins. Um, as I said, it's currently good soft Ascot, but it does look like a drying 24 to 36 hours ahead, so I think you'll be okay with the ground. Laya uh, uh, Kel, he's other on my short list. Very much unexposed. He's only had six previous starts, only three of them in handicap company. Now, Laya Kel won over this course and distance last season on handicap debut, finished a neck second 
again over the course of distance, last time out on a seasonal debut. Not hard to think he's gonna come on for that out in. Um he does he leaks the horse with the, the most upside in the race, Lyakel. So I'd be happy to play both Scampi and Lyakel in this Tony. Uh, I'd say a tricky looking eight race, but they're the two that catch my eye for various reasons. What you got for us? I they even shorter short list than you, mate. Uh, and oh. my short list is Scampi. Oh lovely. Who uh, ran in the uh, who ran a good race in the uh, John Smith's Cup at York in July uh, when last seen finishing sixth of uh, eighteen five just beaten five lengths so behind uh, Pride of America he ran well on that uh, that day uh, sixteen to one he was slowly away um, he was towards Rio for quite some time and. Uh, the uh, the jockey did actually say it, it got called into the uh, stewards room about his run and uh, did say that he was uh, the uh, Callum Hutchinson did say he was uh, slowly aware uh, given that uh, how he ran uh, on the uh, good to soft ground but uh, he does go well on good ground and good to firm ground uh, yeah so scampy for me there's a, just a couple just a tiny tiny um, bits of uh, worry here uh, for me if I may point out he's he's not from uh, six going right-handed he's as placed uh, right-handed but he's not from six going uh, right-handed all four career ones on a left-handed track and also he may be a little bit high in the uh, in the uh, ratings because between uh, 90 well, he's run three times when rated between 91 and 100 and he has uh, he's failed to finish in the first three on any of those but th- that's just a concern and, and probably lower the stakes a little bit on Scampi uh, he's rated 92 uh, today and uh, but uh, we, we'll hopefully we'll hopefully um, we'll get in the frame there I know he's 5-1 to one, but and there's a uh, pride of priory is a reserve up the top of the betting, so I'm not quite sure what's going on there. And uh, La Yakel is the uh, the favourite at the minute, but it's uh, scampy for me in the 2:45, the Shergar Cup Challenge, uh, Class Two over one mile, four furlongs there, Ben. And now on to the 3:20, the Ascot, the Shergar Cup Mile, uh, Class Two over one mile, and. Uh, we have uh, how many going to post here? Ten going to post. Uh, ben, what's your feelings on the Sugar Cup mile? Yep, just back to that, uh, the Sugar Cup briefly. That Pride of Priory, I think he's gotten in now because East Asia. Ah, right, right. A non-runner, so he must be in first reserve. So he's in. I think East Asia is in one of the other races. I don't know why they've double declared one at the Sugar Cup. But, um, yeah, Pride of Priory must be in. So I'm assuming that's how. He's ended up at the head of the market. But yeah, the Shergar Cup, my all the 320. Uh, I actually have a sprinkling of trends for this one, Tony. Oh. Uh, believe it or not, yeah. Um, 17 of the 20 winners of this race all passed the following four trends. Uh, all were aged, uh, well, 17 of the 20 were aged four or five. Uh, had no more than five starts without a winner of place. Ran over one mile to one mile two and a half last time out. And we're turning off a break of no more than 45 days. Uh, a strict application of those trends will leave me with Perotto, Empire State of Mind, XL Power, and Silent Film. Uh, and one of the reserves, Outbreak, if getting in, would also meet those trends. Uh, Perotto is he's actually a horse I noted from Goris Goodwood last time I was one to follow. He finished seventh in the Gold of a Mile handicap. And that race very much played in favour of those horses that were up on the pace. First six home in that were all leading, tracking the leader, or in touch with the leader, 
or close up. Uh, Proto was a first home of those who are ridden in midfield or held up. So it's a much better run than the bear finishing position of seventh would suggest. Uh, I have prime conditions for Proto as class two level or less in June, July or August. A mark of 99 or less. Days since last run, 25 or less and Guder quicker ground, where he is five wins and one place from six starts. So it's another, obviously, that will appreciate this trying ground, um, and he looks to have a solid chance in this one, Perotto. Empire State of Mind, been struggling to get his head in front since winning at Thirsk last summer, but he does have, uh, he's got some good bits of form since then, and he does have a very strong form line under these conditions. July to October of breaks of 25 days or less, where he has four wins, five places from nine starts, so never failing to at least place. So every chance Empire State of Mind will get involved in the business end of this one. And they would be my two against the field, Tony, Perotto and Empire State of Mind. What have you got for us? For Very the good. Are we the ones on the shortlist, mate? Uh, Perotto, Empire State of Mind, XL Power and Silent Film. And maybe outbreak if you got into the right. Excellent, excellent. Uh, yeah, I've got Perotto. I'm, I'm very much in uh, Perotto's uh, in his gang, uh, Roger Varian trained, and I'm going off uh, a couple of decent runs at Ascot, uh, starting in October last year, uh, when running in the uh, Balmoral handicap, finishing ninth of uh, twenty, beating uh, five and three quarter lengths, and he was also beating the same distance on seasonal debut at Ascot. Uh, in the Victoria Cup, finishing uh, 7th of 22. And then he was in the Jimi Hendrix uh, Sonny Liston race. He was actually favourite for that. Sent off in the Royal Hunt Cup at the Royal Meeting and uh, finishing 10th of 30, beating uh, 7.5 lengths there. He put the record straight with a win at uh, Sandown in July, very much in the Perotto camp. Uh, he's won at this course and he's won over the distance as well. Uh, and a, a couple here... Uh, Wizard of Eye, I like for Stan Moore. Tom Marquand rides here. He ran a decent race in the Goodwood Mile uh, behind Johan. And uh, same as uh, Perotto, he finished one place ahead of Perotto. Wizard of Eye, winner over distance. I think he can go well at a, a big price, a bigger price, a double figure price there. And I just think, um, I think David O'Mara has got Escobar where he wants him rather than the handicapper having him where he wants him. 13th of 20, beating seven and a quarter lengths, Escobar, in the uh, Coral Golden Mile at Goodwood. Um, he has been, um, obviously, he's a nine-year-old now, Escobar. He knows his own game. He's very slowly away all the time now and uh, uh, <laughs> needs a bit of a kick in the belly to uh, to get going. And Safi Osborne will know all about that. Uh, tomorrow, so hopefully he doesn't lose it at the start, Escobar. But he is five pound lower than his last winning mark now, and uh, so very much on a dangerous mark again. David Omar has got him down to a nice uh, mark. He's a course winner. He's won over this trip, and uh, I think Escobar may get back to winning ways uh, tomorrow, or at least hitting the frame at around thirteen to two. But uh, yeah, Perotto and Escobar. And also, I'll be having a little play each way on Wizard of Eye. All right, uh, so that's the uh, Shogar Cup taken care of. And after a couple of months' break, top, middle and bottom is back. (laughs) 
We're back, top, middle, and bottom. I think the uh, the theme music had a bit of a. He hasn't been used for a bit of a while. Needs a bit of WD-40 on there. A bit of Escobar stuff going on with the theme tune. So this week it's our outright selections for the three Scottish leagues. Uh, that is who we think will win each division. Ben, I'll let you go first. Welcome back to top, middle, and bottom. Yeah, about time, Tony. Let's get this uh, top, middle, and bottom rolling again. Yes. Um, here is my outright <laughs> top, middle, and bottom, Trixie, starting, as always, with the top Scottish Championship. And I'm going for Queen's Park at 9-1. to um, Might be a foregone conclusion that Dundee United go straight back up as champions. It did take them a few attempts, though, to go back up last time they were relegated. Um, current odds on price doesn't appeal. Happy to look elsewhere. Almost was tempted by a bit of a flyer on race rovers. I've heard some rumblings that they are potential surprise packages. Um, but I sell it on Queen's Park at eight to one. Uh, almost won the league last year, obviously Queen's Park. Just ran out of steam down the home stretch, and they've got a new man in charge this year, Tony Dutchman Robin Veldyman. Oh, we all know him, don't we? Nah. Anyway, <laughs> he's he's, uh, he's got experience of post Ajax and Anderlecht under his belt. And Queen's Park, they've managed to sign two youngsters from Southampton, one from Brighton, and, wait for this one, Tony, Queen's Park have secured a season-long loan deal for a player from Bayern Munich. Yep. This season, Queen's Park have a player on loan from, from, Bayern, Munich. Bayern, from Bayern Munich. Even more impressive than that. It's only Lothar Mateus's son. No, it's not. It's not. I'm, I'm joking. It's not. His name is actually Barry. His name is Barry Hepburn, and he's a Scottish under-19 internationalist. But still, he is on loan at Queen's Park from Bayern Munich. Shows their ambition, I hope, uh, and the connections they have. So, Queen's Park at 8-1 to one for the top part of my outright trick, say, Go on, Barry Hepburn. You know, he's the, the key man for them this season. Uh, middle, Scottish first, Hamilton Academical at 12-5. to five. Hamilton relegated via the playoffs on penalties last season. But they managed to remain a, a full-time club for this season, which I think is a massive bonus to their chances of going straight back up. So Hamilton Ackes at 12-5 to five for the middle part of my Trixie. And the bottom, Scottish second, Peterhead at 11 to 2. The second division, as always, looks a bloody minefield, Tony. Only thing I think we can be sure of, I think, is Elgin City will not be winning the second division. <laughs> 50 to 1 outsiders <laughs> present. 50 to 1. Lost their top goal scorer on Montrose. I think they're doomed, Tony. I actually think Elgin are doomed. Apart from Elgin and maybe Bonnie Rigros, I think it looked wide open, the Scottish second division. So, I went for Peter Head to get themselves back up uh, the first division, first time I'm asking. The freshening things up over the summer. Started with a bang last week. Uh, they beat current favourites for the league, East Fife 3-0, at East Fife as well. So hopefully Peter Head have started like they mean to go on. And Peter Head are the third part of my outright Trixie, which is top, Queen's Park, middle, Hamilton, and bottom, Peter Head. Go on, Tony, then. Hit us. Here's your tricks, big man. Well, I uh, <laughs> beautifully uh, researched there as well. Uh, I'm afraid, <laughs> afraid there's no research going on here. Uh, we've got, um, we've got <laughs> it is top, middle, and bottom, and it is Scottish. And can I just bring up about Barry Hepburn, by the way? 
Um, he's played for. I don't actually think he's been to Germany yet. Um, anyway, Celtic, Celtic, Bayern Munich. Well, he's been there three years, but he's only played uh, four games for Bayern yes. Munich seconds. They've been letting them mature, man. Come on. Scottish right. players take uh, a while to reach their peak. Anyway, best of luck, Queen's Park, with that. And uh, all right, Partick, uh, Partick in the uh, at the top, uh, seven to one with Bet three six five. Falkirk uh, twenty one to ten. Bit of a, a skinny one there. Went for a cheating one, uh, but I've gone for in the Scottish second division. You'll be surprised, Ben. Uh, Dumbarton. Oh, uh, Dumbarton. You're on the Dumbarton train all season. Yes. I am, and I'm. I'm gonna actually. Uh, we, we're gonna get. We're gonna get up there before the end of the season and uh, go into the, uh, the 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 players' bar and uh, or the the uh, the bar at uh, they've got a Dumbarton. It's lovely. It's lovely uh, views uh, as well, isn't it? Wonderful outstanding. stuff. Castle in the background. If anyone's yeah. seen it, Google a picture of Dumbarton. It's marvellous, beautiful, beautiful, <laughs> amazing so we, place. <laughs> we got part. Not even, not even joking. <laughs> <laughs> That's the funny thing. <laughs> Partick, Falkirk and Dumbarton for me. Fantastic stuff. All right, many thanks for listening uh, to the latest edition of the Racing Pod Blast. Top, middle and bottom is back. Hopefully uh, some winners there for the Shergar Cup meeting and uh, you'll also now be glued to the uh, lower Scottish leagues for the next eight or nine months. It promises to be uh, lots of fun as well. Uh, like we, uh, we we actually hit it by accident, didn't we? But uh, it was yeah. uh, marvellous and very popular. And remember, if you're an early riser, you can catch me on Epic Radio weekdays, 5am to 7am, uh, racing tips and uh, racing news there. And also Shedot Radio from 7am till now. You catch Ben over on narrowingthefield.co.uk and don't forget uh, Shed Hot Radio around 8.30 each morning, Ben's 90s bangers. Until next Tunes. time. Absolutely. Uh, uh, until next time, big thank you from us. Thanks for the kind words that you've been sending in. A big thanks for listening and have a great weekend, everyone. Cheers, Ben. Cheers, Donny. Oh, 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 oh,